it's very difficult to just intuitively know what to do, right? We just, it's not going to happen. There's so many things. I, I, I coach a lot of moms that are building a real estate business, but they're still moms. They still got stuff. And, and what they tell me is that when they're working at home, it's more difficult because they feel like they got to do some laundry they got to do some dishes. They got to clean up like here and there, they got to get dinner ready. They have things to do that are their, their normal chores at home. And a lot of that is because they lack the plan, mm -hmm. right? They lack the plan and then they lack some that do have the plan. We're just lacking the discipline to really honor the plan and put those other things to the side, which I always tell them, come to the office, right? Remove yourself from that environment so you don't have those distractions. But um, planning out every day and sticking to that plan is going to be instrumental in reaching your goals. All right, everybody, welcome back to the How to Real Estate Podcast. This is our first episode of 2024. Yeah. Kyle, welcome back, sir. How was your uh, holiday? You know, um, my holiday was very good, except that I hurt my back over the holiday. Um, and so I was laid up on the couch for a little while, but um, kind of what we're going to talk about today through a little bit of uh, rehab, some training, some practicing walking again and those kind of things. <laughs> I've not been moving around again. So for all of those over uh, like us that are over 40, you know, stay strong. <laughs> <laughs> stay strong, stretch. And I'll be honest. So after you told me you hurt your back, uh -huh. like a couple of days later, I hurt mine. Oh, what no. the hell, dude? So I was, I had the the sign, the yard sign frame, you mm -hmm. know, the smaller ones that we have. And I was pulling the old sign out and putting a new sign in. And I don't even know how I did it, but I, I stood up. I'm like, oh, everything was tight at all of a yes. sudden. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But a lot of stretching helped. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, stretching is one of those things that I think all of us hate to do, but it just, man, it feels so good at this age. <laughs> it does. It does. And it, and I, honestly, it's kind of in alignment with what we're going to talk about today. And yes. the fact that, Hey, you're going through a little, you're putting yourself voluntarily through a little bit of pain mm -hmm. so that you can see a reward later on down the road. And um, what we, you guys, what we want to talk about today is one, we know that a lot of you guys have goals for this year. At least I hope you do. I hope in October, November, or at the very latest December, you put a market plan together or a business plan together for 2024, right? They would say some goals. Hey, I want to close X amount of deals. I want to make X amount of money, lose weight, stop smoking, be a better person, whatever your goals are, um, you've got them, right. right? And so what we want to talk about today um, we're going to quickly identify five techniques to make sure that you hit your goals, but we're going to dig deep on one, mm -hmm. right? On one of these things, we're really going to talk about training, right? So yeah. we're, we're going to dig deep on training. So you guys stick around so that you can hear that um, after you hear these five. And if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Kyle, why should, they, why should they subscribe? Hit that subscribe button because every week we are committed to giving you guys the best advice, the best knowledge that we possibly can convey to you to hopefully help you succeed in 2024 and beyond. Exactly, guys. So make sure that you subscribe, that you're checking out the videos so that you can grow, right? So that you can grow, so that you can learn from our experiences, learn from our mistakes, and become a better agent, better version of you, increase your productivity, and just really mm -hmm. enjoy the heck out of your real estate business. Yeah. It's not always enjoyable, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes this business is rough, man. Dude, yeah, I had a one of my buyer clients um, almost try to cancel with me over the last couple of days. Dude, I had the same thing happen on New Year's Day. Yeah, with the with the seller. Yeah, yeah, it was just frustration with the market is what it really came down to. You know, it's it's 
here in DFW, you know, I know it's not the same across all markets, but right now it's kind of a mix between a buyer's and a seller's market. Like certain houses are flying off the market right. and others sit forever. And I have some, some clients that, anyway, I'm probably uh, going a little off topic here, but I have some clients that are just frustrated. Every time they put something like, it's a bidding war, yeah. which they, they can't really get afford or get into. But every time we see houses that they don't really like, they're sitting on the market 90, 100 days. I can get a great deal on. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. It's just them having to uh, accept that. Yeah. Right. You get one or the other. You yeah. get a bidding war or you, <laughs> get, or you get a house that you don't necessarily love right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's tough, man. Yeah. My sellers, um, we had some trouble with some title stuff, so we didn't go on the market right away. That was the plan. Um, been in communication, great communication this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, he texted a wrong number on like... I want to say the 28th or something. We had just spoke on the 27th. He texted a wrong number, the 28th. Um, and so he didn't hear anything back. I never replied to him because it was a wrong number. I never got it. So he, he hits me up with, hey, I want to cancel our agreement with you. We, you know, you haven't been communicating with us. I'm like, dude, we spoke like three days ago. What are you talking <laughs> about? So we worked through it, man. But, yeah. you know, it's stress. You know, yes. stress gets people to, to act in um, ways that they typically would not. Well, you know, couples stress with the beginning of the year because beginning of the year is a powerful time for change. Yeah. And even if it's a change that you didn't necessarily need, you might you might be thinking it's time for a change. Right. Anyway, that that's again, we're getting a little off topic here, but hopefully you're using this time to change your business for the better. Right. You're using this as a beginning, uh, the beginning of the year to maybe stop some bad habits, bring on some new good ones. Um what we really want to talk about today is is a habit that you need you need to be talking about and, and, and focusing on this training. But first, let's go over all five ways um, that kind of help build on what we talked about last time. Five more techniques to really help you dominate 2024. For sure. So um, first one is is getting clarity. 100% clarity. Yeah. Like I, I like to use this analogy. Like when you're driving and it starts raining, how different is your drive when it's raining as opposed to when it's sunny? Yeah. It's a different drive, right? Mm-hmm. Your, your, your vision is clear when it's sunny. You can see for forever. Mm-hmm. There's really no issue, right? But when it's raining, especially if you don't have windshield wipers or if it's nighttime, what happens to your vision? Like it goes, it goes down, right? You, you can see less distance. You can see less clarity, less things. And, and you're typically going to go a little bit slower, right? So without that clarity, um, your journey is going to be more tumultuous, right? Right. It's going to be slower if you don't have clarity. So, um, I always say the first thing that we need to do is identify, especially in the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. identify where you're at, where you want to go and how far of a, of a journey you have to get there and then put together a plan to make sure that you get there by your deadline, which for some of you is going to be December 31st at 24. Yeah. Clarity is, is extremely important because a lot of different metaphors or analogies there. Um, but if, yeah, if you don't know what you're even trying to achieve, there's, there's no way you're really going to get there because you don't know what you're, you don't even know what you're shooting for. You're just throwing darts at a wall. Exactly. Exactly. It is aimless, mm-hmm. aimless, spraying and praying. All right. So number two is write down the goals that you have. You may have a lot of them, but write down like your, your top three, like the ones that you're like, Hey, these have to happen. You know, these other things or maybe even be results of accomplishing these three goals. Mm-hmm. Write down those three main goals and place them in areas where you can see them every single day. Man, that is so important is being able to see your goals. It's one thing to, it's most people don't even make goals. 
even fewer write them down. And the, 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 even the fewer than that actually place them in a place there, place them in a place. They put them somewhere where they can actually review them and see them on a daily basis. Um, and that's really, because I've been guilty of that myself where I write them down. I mean, all y'all see me on this video. I have this thing with me all the time and I'll write my goals in the front of the book and I never look at them again. And so, yeah, I've, I've definitely had to shift to a place where I can see those daily, um, put them up on a wall, a vision board, however it works for you and a sticky note on your mirror. I mean, whatever you got to keep those front and center. Absolutely. And, and put them in multiple places. Like I've seen people put them on their mirror in their bathroom. They put them on their, their computer. Maybe it's your screensaver. Maybe it's a post-it note that stays on your monitor. Um, I've got a whiteboard in my office at home and I write mine down on the whiteboard at the office at home. Um, should be, I should have them in here. I brought my dream board in here. Mm -hmm. Um, but I need to put, um, put those goals up in here because the more you see it, the more top of mind it's going to be. It's easy to forget. Like I said, when you write it down in your book, right? it's easy to forget, right? You just keep on moving on with things and you hope you remember, but because it's not in front of you, then you're not making the the daily intentional efforts to, to reach that goal. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden now it's December 25th. And you're like, oh, dang, I forgot about that goal, right? <laughs> right. It was important to you at one time and then you, it lost its fire. So keep them in front of you will help you or keeping them in front of you will help you to um, continue to, to make efforts towards reaching them. Cool. Number three, plan out every day and discipline yourself to honor that schedule. So the reason why I feel like that is super important is because we're self-employed and nobody tells us what to do or when to do it. So without a plan in place, it's very difficult to just intuitively know what to do, right? Mm -hmm. We just, it's not going to happen. There's so many things. I, I, I coach a lot of moms that are, you know, building a real estate business, but they're still moms. Right. They still got stuff. And, and what they tell me is that when they're working at home, it's more difficult because they feel like they got to do some laundry and they got to do some dishes. They got to clean up like mm -hmm. here and there, they got to get dinner ready. They have things to do that are their, their normal chores at home. And a lot of that is because they lack the plan, mm -hmm. right? They lack the plan and then they lack, some that do have the plan are just lacking the discipline to really honor the plan and put those other things to the side, which I always tell them, come to the office, right? right? Remove yourself from that environment <laughs> so you don't have those distractions. But um, planning out every day and sticking to that plan is going to be instrumental in reaching your goals. It's the only way to accomplish them. You know, we're, all these things are so critical, Um I like to phrase the question like, like, like this to new agents is if you were paying someone to do your job, would you be happy with the, with, with the work that you just did? Right. Would you have, how much would you have just paid yourself if you were paying an employee to do the exact same thing all day long? Yep. That's a good revelation. And most people, when they think about it in that terms where they're hiring someone and that's the, the performance they got out of the pay. Yeah. All of a sudden they're like, man, I would have fired that person. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> hundred percent, man. hundred percent. Um, number four, remove and distance yourself from all negativity. Oh, remove and distance yourself from all forms of negativity. What do you think about that? Man, that's a, that's an interesting one. Um, I'm trying to remember the guy that spoke at Tom Ferry's conference last year that talked about positivity and the power of that. Do you remember his name? Mm -mm, I don't. I'll have to look that up. We'll, We'll put that, I'll look that up and I'll put that in the show notes so you guys can, can look this guy up. His, 
speech, his, his keynote on the power of positivity was brilliant. Yeah. Not only is he just a gifted, obviously done this before, he's a very gifted speaker, but the message really was that you can take someone who is untrained, has never, doesn't even know the product and put them in a sales job. And just because they're more positive than the other person they're, they're competing against who has like years of experience and training, they will outperform them. Yeah. People gravitate towards people with positivity. So how you feed your your attitude and your mindset with ne- whether negativity or positivity will 100% affect how you, how you represent that to everyone else you, you encounter. Yep, most certainly will. So it is critical that you remove negativity. Yes. Got to get rid of it, get rid of the ne- negativity. It is heavy and it'll rear its ugly head when you least want it to. Mm-hmm. It'll show up. Um, and then number five we're going to talk about today is train as if your life depends on it. The life of your business actually does. Yeah. Right? It really depends on it. When you look at agents on both ends of the spectrum, the brand new agent, nah, let's not use a brand new agent. Let's just say the agent that's been licensed for a year or two mm-hmm. and is at one or two close a year. Yeah. Right? Versus the agent that has been licensed three or four years and is... 30, 40 transactions a year. Right. If you were to take the hours of training that those two agents did and compare them side by side, I am 98% sure that the agent that has the more transactions is going to have much more training hours under their belt. Mm -hmm. And the reason why that's so important is because you're going to go out and operate in your business the way you train. Mm -hmm. So if you're not training... Then when you go out there and you operate in business, you're just winging it. Right. Every single interaction, that thing's intentional. You're just, whatever feels good, you're at the whim of your emotions at that time. And there's just no training involved. You don't know what to say, when to say it, how to structure Mm -hmm. the conversation. But when you train, you can just rely on your training. Yep. And it goes a long way. So um, we had a a training session today. It was listing training. We kind of really broke down. As silly as this sounds, y'all, we spent about an hour and a half just on the greeting at the door. Yep. Right? That's really all we, <laughs> all we went over. An hour and a half on, on just the initial greeting and, and building rapport as you walk from the door to the table. Well, and it was remarkable watching the difference, um, even in myself, who has done hundreds of listing appointments at this at this point, um, the difference, even just from the first time I did it in our training to the final time, it was remarkable seeing the difference in how people interacted and how they were more, more comfortable. Anyway, um, it made, it made a huge difference. And I want to take a quick step back and talk about how training helps you build confidence, Right. but it's not confidence that you're really benefiting from training. It's kind of like you said, it's the muscle memory. Mm-hmm. It's actually refining your skills because there is such a thing as false confidence. Knowledge can bring you confidence. But knowledge alone is not going to win you listings or clients or deals um, because you may know what to do, but if you never practice doing it, it's like watching, um, it's like someone who watches a lot of martial arts movies and thinks that they can kick just like Bruce Lee does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do back, you know, <laughs> back roundhouse kick to the face, but then they actually try it that first time and all of a sudden they're on their, they're on their face because they couldn't keep their balance and yep. no training. Yeah. And it's the exact same thing. You may have listened to podcasts, you may have read books, watched YouTube videos or whatever, but if you've never actually practiced or trained or done any of these things, you will suck the first couple times you do it. Maybe the first hundred times you do it. Yeah. 
And it would be way better to suck in a controlled, friendly group who's going to give you positive, critical feedback to help you improve versus sucking on your first 100 listing appointments and losing all 100 of them. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I, I would say to kind of just add more to what you're, you're mm -hmm. talking about, I've always said that ego is like the biggest killer of a real estate agent's mm -hmm. business, the absolute biggest killer. And somebody who doesn't learn goes to trainings but doesn't learn at the trainings, I think that's somebody with an ego problem. Yeah. Right? They, they, yeah, I'm just going to stick with that. They just have an <laughs> ego problem, right? They just don't think that they're, they're not really coachable people because in order for you to, to really be training, what, what, what is the purpose of training? Well, it's learning. Right. Right? If you're not learning, then there's an issue there. You're either not paying attention or what we see in most cases is that your ego is so big, you think you have nothing to learn. And so all you do is you attend these trainings and check the box, right? But you don't take notes. Information goes in one ear and out the other. Um, you feel like, oh, this is a waste of my time. I already know this stuff. I've mm -hmm. already been there. I got this. Um, I used to be a fill in the blank before a real estate agent. So right. I got this. You know, <laughs> if, if I could do that then, I could do this here. Right, you know, right. and that ego is just so freaking big, man. It's my biggest pet peeve about people. If you could put it aside and just freaking learn. Mm -hmm. business would, would come easy. I mean, even it, it's interesting because even when we teach people with much more limited experience, there's always a back and forth. I'm always learning from them. They're always learning from me. Now, maybe I'm teaching them more than they're teaching me or vice versa at the time, but there is always something to be learned. And that's just, that is, like you said, 100% ego. Two things I want to talk about real fast. So first off is to clarify, we're talking about training. That doesn't mean sitting in a classroom and learning a new skill from someone who's just lecturing. Right. That that could be a training. What we're really talking about here is practice. Right. It's more of like a role play, um, a back and forth, a conversation. Yeah. That's what we're really trying to, trying to talk about right now is, is a more of a, a training and a practice where right. you are giving and you're receiving feedback and you are refining a skill. Right. That's what we're really, really trying to talk about with you guys right now. So, But to build on that, because I love what you just talked about. So what kind of mindset... Like how should you think about or how should you prepare your mind to go into a training and get the most out of it? So I had this guy tell me one time when I worked for the railroad that he said, hey, kid, while you're out here on this railroad, if you act like you're everybody's little brother, everybody will be willing to teach you. Mm -hmm. But the moment you tell people, oh, I already know that, everybody's going to close off to you. Mm -hmm. And I took that I took that advice to heart. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Let me try that. So I did, and it and it worked very well. So that is my advice to real estate agents: act like you don't know shit. Mm -hmm. Act like you don't know. Like, what's the harm in that? Right. Right. What What is the harm in saying, hey, you know, I don't know. People just genuinely want to help people, right? So if you if there's something that you don't know, say you don't know. You know, go into it with that spirit of, hey, I'm here to absorb everything. Mm -hmm. And then I can choose to keep or discard whatever I want. Right. Right. But let me learn all of this stuff because this person says it this way and that person says it that way. And this person does it this way, but that person does it that way. You're seeing all these different perspectives. Mm -hmm. And now you can pick and choose what fits you best. Right. You know, so definitely always go into any learning opportunity with, I mean, a full open heart to learn just focused on the learning, like keep the emotion out of it. Focus on the learning. What can you learn in that moment? You're already there. Mm -hmm. You're spending that time. Don't waste it. You know, learn right, something. Right. 
that you can take and grow, mm-hmm. you know, grow. Cause that's the whole point of it. Right. And, and you're absolutely right. We're not talking about just going to class. Right. Right. That, that is just going to class. Like you're, you should be learning there, right? There's plenty to learn there. If you're not a note taker, then you're probably not learning. But training, there's a quote um, from a lady named Mia Hamm that I like. And Mia Hamm, if you guys don't know, she's a professional soccer player. And her quote is, I'm building a fire. And every day that I train, I add fuel to it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I love that, man. Because you can very much, very easily visualize a fire, Mm -hmm. right? And you can visualize a small fire and the warmth that it provides. And then you can visualize a, a medium-sized fire, you know, and then you can visualize a bonfire, you know, and where do you want your business to be? Right. Do you want a little smoldering fire, you know, <laughs> that a little a few drops of rain can put out? Or do you, do you want a good fire where people want to sit around it and warm themselves and, you know, fellowship around the fire? Or do you want a, do you want a big-ass bonfire, right? right? It's so hot people can't even be around it. They got to look at it from a distance and awe. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it just depends on what what fire you want to have in in your business. But whatever fire you 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 get, or whatever fire you have right now, is a direct reflection of your training. No, hundred percent. It and what's interesting is it gets easier as you get better. Make a point real quick. I want to come back to this because because what I'm thinking of is levels of mastery and training. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, so. As you're training in this, this whatever topic you're talking about or just all your skills in general level up and it gets easier. It, it is harder to go from zero skill to, let's say, competency than it is to go from competency to mastery. Certainly. Because, and you know, and when you think about your business, it's easier to go from, from 20 transactions to 60 transactions than it is to go from zero to 20. Yes. Um, and there is something about momentum and confidence and it all really kind of inter- interplays here with like, there's like an energy to someone to when, when you can tell you're talking to someone who's a master of their craft, they're confident, they're energetic. They, they can answer something. They don't have to sit there and, um, maybe, or they don't, they don't look nervous. They're putting off a very professional, confident energy. Business will actually just come to them. Yeah. It's so much easier. Yeah. Um, and most of that, especially in the early stages comes from training. Yeah. Now, obviously, if you're doing 60 transactions a year, you're probably still training. You're not training as much as when you had zero, but the only way you get there is through training, is practice and practicing these scripts. And the more you practice, even if you're doing 60 transactions, there's no reason to ever stop. You should always be refining your skills. Now, step back to my other thought here. I think it's kind of interesting too, levels of mastery in training and practice. Because when you think, think of like someone who has zero skill, could be a brand new agent. Could be someone who's been in the business five years, and like you said, only does one or two a year. That person, what should they be thinking about when they go to training? Because what I'm thinking about is, is someone has no skill. What should they be thinking? And then someone who's built up a little skill, like what levels are there to that? That's a tough one. I, w- I would say for somebody who's brand new, they need to figure out first, and hopefully they've already done this before they got into real estate. But they they need to figure out first what they want. Mm-hmm. Get that clarity, right? Hey, what do you want? Do you want to do five transactions a year? Some folks, that's all they want. Mm -hmm. That's all they need. There's nothing wrong with that. Do you want to do 20? Are you leaving a full-time job? Are you trying to leave a full-time job and be full-time in real estate? Because the answer to that question will really determine what they should do. Right. Right. So, but I would say, regardless of what that answer is, find somebody who has done what you're trying to do. If you want to do five deals a year, can you learn from the person that's doing 30? 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Is that necessarily going to be the the pace that you want to learn at? Or is it is that necessarily going to be the message that you need to hear, right? Mm-hmm. You may not connect with that, right. right? So maybe you need to find the person that's consistently doing five transactions a year mm-hmm. and learn from that person because you guys may be on the same page, right. right? Hey, how are you doing five? You know, that's all I want to do. I don't want to feel like I need to do more, right? right? So you align with that person um, and then vice versa. You know, if you got a big goal, align with somebody who has a big results, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who's doing what you want to do and then be coachable. Ego aside, yeah. Ego aside, if they they're training you and they're like, "Hey, do this," don't discount it. Okay. You know, don't discount any of the training that they're giving you. Take it all as silly or as as rudimentary or redundant as it may sound. Do it. Mm-hmm. Do it because you really have nothing to lose. First of all, and second of all, you have so much to gain, and you're you're putting trust in somebody who's been there before you. So obviously, mm-hmm. they they did it. And if you can do that and trust them, trust that process, then you will easily be able to at least at minimum create what they've created because they're just legitimately showing you exactly how to do it. Can you train too much? How often should you train? I guess you could. Like if you're training, 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 but you're not getting out there and doing, that could be a problem. That can certainly be a problem. And of course, there's other considerations like family time and, mm-hmm. you know, your health and sleep and your fitness and all that, that it's all part of the equation. But I don't think you can overtrain in this business, especially not in the beginning. Okay. Especially not, like, you, as you mentioned, going from like zero to 20, mm-hmm. right? There's a sharper learning curve. Mm-hmm. The person that goes from 20 to 60, they're really learning just how to be more efficient, mm-hmm. right? And how to leverage things. It's a different, a different learning where the person is going from zero to five or 10 or 15 or 20, they're learning how to be in a business. Right. Right. And they're learning all of the stuff that, that is there to learn. So I would say you need to train daily, absolutely every day. And if you look at professional athletes, like basketball for one is, is a great example because they play like 120 games or something a year. Mm-hmm. Right. So those guys are practicing every single day. Yeah. Before game, after games, the best of the best are, pr- pr- I mean, it's their life, mm-hmm. right? And if you're building a real estate business, this is now your life, you know? So go ahead and, and train every single day. Yeah. Get out there and train on, on multiple things every day, but don't use it as an excuse to go out there and, and put to practice what you're learning. I forget who, who said this. Um, it was uh, probably Alex Hormozzi because I've been consuming a ton of his content lately. He says, you'll learn more from your first 100 phone calls than you will through a 1,000 training sessions. Certainly. But when you combine those two, if you can go and make 100 phone calls one day and come back to the training the next day with what you learned, ask questions, improve 100 phone calls, and you repeat that cycle, you will skyrocket your progress big time. Yeah. You combine the two, the action and the training. And, and I would say, too, with, uh, you know, with that quote, not to dispute it too much, but I would say that there's a caveat to that. Right. Like, can you go out there and learn more through the doing than you can, the training? Absolutely, you can. But the caveat is that you have to be focused on learning, mm-hmm. right? So if you go out there and you make 100 phone calls and your focus mm-hmm. is on setting appointments and you set no appointments and then you're just pissed off right? and the process sucks and this game sucks and these people on the phone suck and the numbers suck, it, like if that's your perspective... You know, mm-hmm. going back to the beginning, that's negativity. But if that's your perspective, you're not focused on learning. Right. So you get absolutely nothing out of those 100 phone calls. That The caveat to the, the doing and the training is you have to be focused and willing to put your ego aside and learn. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm to be fair, I'm probably misquoting him a little bit. So <laughs> sorry, Alex. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, feel free to jump on our podcast and correct us if you want to. <laughs> um, you know, lastly, I, what, I, what I want to bring up, and those, my, my last question here, if you have more to add, obviously feel free, is how to recognize bad training. How do you know you're in a bad in a bad spot? You need to switch who who you're training with or or what? If it doesn't make sense, I guess that would be like putting myself into that situation. Like, how would I know if the person who's training me is is bad? One, I guess it's probably um, unproven, mm-hmm. right? If if what they're telling you they have not actually done, and it's more theory than it is practical, um, I think that would be a red flag for me. If uh, if it's just unorganized. Like there's a flow to training, right? Mm-hmm. There's a flow to teaching. And if there's no flow, it's just kind of dry, you know? And, and I guess we all learn different ways. So you'll know if you're resonating with what's being taught or not. Right. You know, if you're not resonating with it, if if you can't go and ask questions and you're not learning and, and you evaluate yourself first and say, yes, I am coming in here with a, a spirit of learning, um, but I'm just not learning because the content is not taught well, then it's time to change. You know, it may not be the person who's bad or the the content itself. It just may not be the best way that you absorb that information. So just really pay attention. You know, the the overall end result is, is you learning. And if if where you're at or who you're learning from is is not um, conducive to learning for you, then it's probably not the right place. Cool. What else, uh, you know, wrapping it up, what else do we need to know about training and practice? Man, I would... I, I guess the last thing I would say about training and practice is that it sucks. You know, it's <laughs> it does. I mean, think about think about training, man. I mean, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable. Um, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. You're you're doing it when you would rather be doing other things. You know, and it takes a lot of discipline mm-hmm. to do that. You know, Muhammad Ali's got a really great quote about training, and um. This is definitely not word for word, but it's basically, um, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna embrace the suck and train really hard right now so that I can live the rest of my life like a champion, mm-hmm. right? And, and I love that quote because that shows where his mindset was at. He was like, hey, I'm gonna do this now because later on I'm gonna reap the rewards, mm-hmm. right? Of all this training, of all this sacrifice, I'm gonna do it now while my my body allows me to. And then down the road, you know, I'm going to live like a king. And, and that's exactly what he did, mm-hmm. you know. And now, of course, none of us are, are boxing for our profession, but it's the same principle, you know, just dig deep and, and take in the training so that you can live a life later on down the road. There's there's two pains, right? You, you, you've got pain from doing and pain from not doing. Now, the pain from not doing is is the pain of regret. And in this industry, in these in this business that we have, the the regret is not enough money, going back to a regular job, like it's, it's painful, mm-hmm. and that's painful too. So you just get to choose which pain you want, but don't go another day. If you're listening to this still, and in, in this is January what second of two two thousand twenty four, do not go another freaking day without having a plan to train. Yeah, don't go another day. If you're in a brokerage, on a team, in a situation where there's no training available to you, and like Kyle said earlier, not just sitting in class, right? right? And hopefully if you are doing that, you're taking notes. But if there's not actual training where you can script practice, role play, 
um, bounce ideas off, critique each other, because there's, there's a ton of value in that too. If those opportunities aren't there, it's probably not a, the best place for you. Right. Find a place that you can go and train. There's all kinds of opportunities to go train. If you're not training, it's your own fault. Um, if you're not training, your business is not going to thrive and you need to start training right freaking now. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It, it, training is is that important. If you do not have access to that, um, you need to reevaluate where you are. Yep. Um, it's, I mean, even if it, even if you have to join, I'll say, I won't say even if, you should join a coaching program regardless, but yep. um, most coaching programs have that available. If your coaching program doesn't, once again, reevaluate if that's the right coaching program for you. Yep. Um, you need a place to train and practice that is not in front of a client. Yep. So even if that's just an accountability partner at your brokerage and you two get together, maybe you can start your own group. Look into that. Be a leader. Step up and maybe help provide what isn't available at the moment. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and I'll tell you, the thing about training too is when you seek out training, you will be aligning yourself with other people who are seeking out training, mm -hmm. which means their mindset is on growth. Yeah. And that's who you want to be around. I, I go to the gym at 5 a.m. And in my, in my class at 5 a.m., we have business owners, we have doctors, we have law enforcement officers, we have firemen, we have pilots. We have like cream of the crop human beings. And that's one of the reasons why I love going at that time because I get a good workout in, but what's also important is I'm surrounded by other people who are on the same mental level of growth and discipline and 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 just embracing the suck, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we, I, I get to start my day off with those people. So that that's an amazing thing. So go, as you go out and seek training, you will inevitably be surrounded by people who are high caliber that will add to your growth. Man, great thoughts. So if y'all haven't already, um, hit us, give us a like on uh, YouTube, hit a thumbs up on this. And I would really, really appreciate if you found some of this valuable Share it with someone who you know that, that might need to hear some of this. Um, maybe if your broker isn't offering training, share this with them. Uh, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll reevaluate whether they should or they shouldn't. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah, and thank you guys for uh, listening. We appreciate you very, very much. Don't forget to subscribe, share, hit like, comment below, and follow us so that you can hear the next. We're going to go over these other four things, so um, you want to hear that. We'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. Thank you.